to another episode of the Small Town Nerdcast. Of course, I am your lovely, wonderful, hilarious, handsome host, (laughs) in other forms of adjectives, uh, Brian. And we talked a bit about, what was it, Planet Hulk last time, and reading Hulk stories, and I wanted to talk about one other Hulk story, and so I had read... A few, and I could—I would tell you—it is very hard for me to get in, into any kind of Hulk comic book. But I did find another one that I really enjoyed—a storyline that I really enjoyed—that and I could actually finish, like read till the end. Because let's face it, some of them I just never even finished. So I feel bad for that. Um, sorry for any Incredible Hulk and all other forms of comic book Hulk fans out there. It was just. It was a chore for me, which, you know, anytime I have to do something that is a chore, I really, really, really don't want to do it. Um, I guess I'll tell you some of the the ones that I tried reading and I just couldn't get into. So um, let me pull up my Marvel Unlimited app right here. That's that. That was me making the mouth noises to the sound of like when you get put on hold and it's like, or it's just weird ass ASMR. (laughs) So I started trying to read, um, where are you? Uh, Marvel Knights Hulk. And there was a few different types of this. There was Marvel Knights in the Incredible Hulk storyline and then like a separate Marvel Knights Hulk uh, issue and this is one that kept popping up on people really enjoying so i tried to give it a shot um the n-series one i really just didn't have the heart for it and i don't know if it was so much the story as just me personally i just kind of wasn't in the mood to read uh, i got back into the standalone marvel knights hulk story where it's him in france and i read through it but it was just kind of like It felt so disconnected from everything. And I mean, it was a nice one-shot storyline. And then I come to find out later that that's what the Marvel Knights uh, storylines were. They were bringing in in new and different writers and artists and stuff to tackle, you know, some of their main heroes, Marvel's main heroes. And they did, like, these standalone stories with them, which is a neat idea, but it just... It did not have the gravitas that I was looking for. I then began to read Hulk Gray because I actually really like the series. And I have nothing against Hulk Gray. I started to read it but realized where I was. This was Monday <laughs> when I was reading it. And I was like, oh, there's no way in hell I'm going to get through this whole series. Because I think it's like six issues. And have a coherent thought to tell you guys. And... Maybe another day, maybe next week, I'll come, I'll come back to it and read Hulk Gray because I am a huge fan of the storyline. Spider-Man Blue, Daredevil, Daredevil Yellow, and Captain America White, I believe what it is. And so, yeah, I want to get to these, but maybe I'll save these those comics 
as their own thing that we can talk about in a series. So I kind of wanted to push that one off. That led me to what I thought was what I wanted to read, which was planet another Planet Hulk. But this happened to take place during the Secret Wars event that was happening where all the different Marvel universes and all of the multiverse crashed together in one giant planet uh, called Battleworld. And it revolves around, I think, Captain America trying to find Bucky and he's in the lands of the Hulk and there's all different types of Hulks. And I just really wasn't feeling that one. So thankfully, due to me reading the original Planet Hulk run, it led me to read World War Hulk uh, which is a 2007 comic book series, Marvel series. So not just like a Hulk series, but like, uh, you know, a whole ass Marvel series. So all the major players are involved in this, which is really cool. And it is the, what we would call the direct sequel to Planet Hulk. Basically, this is the, con- <laughs> this is, uh, Planet Hulk was the fuck around and World War Hulk is the find out part for the Illuminati, uh, what they did to Hulk. So written by Greg Pak, there's art by John Romanita Jr., Klaus Jansen, Christina Strain, uh, Chris Elianopoulos does the lettering. There's a whole bunch of people join in on this, and there's side stories and stuff. So I, when I started reading this, I actually started reading the Incredible Hulk uh, series that ties into this and not realizing that it was its own separate series. So it wasn't happening in mainline Hulk issues. It was happening in a separate, like, six-issue arc. So as I was reading through Incredible Hulk, which follows, uh, what's his name? Um, Amadeus? Is it Amadeus Cho? Amadeus Cho, um, I think Hercules, Namora, um, Angel's in there. And, like, it felt like it was skipping around. And I was like, why is it only focusing on this group? Like, you don't see anything with the Hulk until, like, near the very end of, like, these these issues. And I was just very confused because then it has the falling out in the story. And I was like, well, that was, like, super anticlimactic. There was no big battle that I was looking for. And it just kind of felt rushed and i was like this was horrible and then i realized my mistake and so i went back and started reading world war hulk proper and it was a blast i loved the hell out of it i thought it was really interesting and it was great to see these characters so we'll kind of give you a little brief overview of it all and you can let me know what you think but like i said this is the illuminati fucked around with the hulk and they found out they were actually warned by namor like yo you can't do this to the hulk like i get like you don't like, you don't like the Hulk. Hulk, when he smash, Hulk smash hard. But if you do this, he will find a way back. And he will want vengeance. And boy, was he right. Because let's face it, Namor would have done the same thing. Because Namor is a douche. The Hulk is just a giant green range, rage monster. And all the other members of the Illuminati are just super douches as well. Actually, they're like everyone's the asshole here. <laughs> <laughs> and some even more than others. So we, if we remember correctly, um, the space pod that brings Hulk eventually to Sakaar, or accidentally brings him to Sakaar, um, which was created by the Illuminati members, explodes, kills millions of people on on the planet, including the Hulk's wife and 
uh, uh, unborn child. So he's upset and he has no one to blame but the Illuminati because that was their ship. And he believes that it was a bomb set by them to try to destroy him. So now he is on the warpath. He has a spaceship and he knows exactly where to go. So he gets his his warbound, his homies, uh, Hero, uh, Hero, I don't even know. He's uh, like a dude from Sakaar and kind of like his his like his shadow I, I i don't know he's like part of this shadow warrior race or whatever and he's gonna hang out with him you got korg who you know a pile of talking rocks not quite as cool as the thor version of him but i still like him eloi kafi who is like someone from sakar as well meek who is not the cool little one from thor but a mean angry horrible version like the worst version of meek possible like the internet chad gross gatekeeper version of meek that you could ever have and then you have no name of the brood because the brood have no names hence her name is no name (laughs) and there's a few other people anyway they get on the spaceship they head towards earth but they're gonna make a stop first they stop on the moon to face down the first illuminati member and that is uh the inhuman black bolt and you know black bolt's power is his words are just amazingly loud enough where it can level cities and things like that so yeah he lives on the moon for reasons i don't know hulk goes up there black bolt thinks he can just blow him away with a whisper hulk smashes the fuck out of that little fork in his head and it's pretty awesome it's pretty badass so after that little pit stop on the moon Everyone's freaking out because they realize the Hulk's here. Hulk heads over to uh, New York where he uh, has to fight a whole bunch of people like the Gamma Corps, Ghost Rider, Iron Man, uh, destroys Hulk, or not Hulk Tower, destroys Stark Tower. They take on the new Avengers, the Mighty Avengers, which is my favorite Avengers team, Uh, Dr. Samson, the Fantastic Four, which also had Black Panther and Storm in it at the time. And like, so they're just rocking socking to all of these people man and now they're putting obedience discs on them which were the same disc put on hulk and his crew when they were forced to be gladiators and uh on sakar and hulk gets to building and he's tearing down buildings he's tearing down whatever he can to make his own gladiator arena and if you kind of guess where this is going it's exactly where it's going he is making a giant arena for his new his gladiators to do battle with and it's going to be you know like their punishment they're going to have to go through the exact same things that the hulk had to go through on sakar so that they can understand what the hell they did to him um before we get into that thunderbolts ross um tries to take on the hulk fails miserably dr strange who's been building up mystical energy uh ends up not beating the Hulk, then turning to a demon named Zom, who possesses Doctor Strange, to take on the Hulk. Things go sideways when that happens. Um, Hulk, I think, gets beaten by Doctor Strange, but then Zom gets into the Hulk, if I remember correctly, and then Zom Hulk beats the living fuck out of Doctor Strange. Like, it's some crazy shit. But there is one hero that can stand up to the Hulk that everyone's relying on. However, while he is probably the absolute most powerful being in the Marvel Universe, he has 
a lot of mental issues. Mainly, he has agoraphobia, so he's afraid to leave the house, and that is due to him being clearly the most powerful and terrifying being in all of the Marvel Universe. And so he's very scared of his powers, he's very scared of what he can do. That hero's name is The Sentry. Um, I, what is his real name? Something Reynolds. I, I really can't remember. Uh, Robert Reynolds. There you go. I was like, I know it rhymed. Like, Bruce Banner Reynolds. Bruce Banner, Robert Reynolds. Okay, those are the two doctors. They both have crazy, insane powers. Um, so while they're about to do uh, the gladiator fights, Sentry uh, shows up to start smashing on the Hulk. Hulk smashes back. They end up pretty much destroying, I guess they're in Manhattan. I don't know where they're at, but they literally wipe out whatever city that they are in. And um, in, like, in like Rocky Three fashion, like their blows are just so powerful, both of them end up just passing out um, and reverting back into like their weaker selves. Uh, the Warbound then uh, Meek, because uh, Banner decides not to um, kill Reynolds, like Bruce decides not to kill Ryan. He's like, no, it's like it's not about killing them. It's about like sending a message. Meek from the Warbound reveals all the big secrets. First, he tries to kill Banner. Rick Jones jumps on the way. He's the one who gets stabbed. Uh, Banner turns back in the Hulk, starts pummeling Meek. Uh, and, and while he's getting beat up, Meek's like, yes, yes, this is what I want. And he re reveals that the bomb that was on the spaceship that exploded and killed millions was not actually caused by the Illuminati themselves. It was caused by old Red King loyalists who were trying to create a bomb and Meek did nothing to prevent it, hoping that this would make the Hulk angry. And, and in Meek's mind, in his warped mind, this was the true nature of the Hulk, is, was to always be angry, was to always be fighting, was to always keep making them pay and so Meek was very blinded one by his rage. Also, Meek had a lot of bad shit happen to him on Planet Hulk. His queen dies. So basically, the like it was the last queen of his species. And so his species is going to be wiped out. He's the last of his kind with a few other like brothers that he had like with him or like children that he found. But they're all going to die too. And he was like the last king of uh, whatever creatures meek were so he was like in a really bad place and just being very toxic and you know using the hulk but that's what everyone's been doing for as far as i can tell with reading hulk series is everyone uses the hulk and his rage to their own personal gains and so of course the hulk is super pissed off about this but while this is happening uh, stark is uh, tony stark is able to activate like satellite lasers that shoot the hulk hoping to kill him but it doesn't it only make forces him to become unconscious reverting back to bruce banner once again which shield then takes the opportunity to um take bruce into custody and um take him to where he can't be harmful to any anyone or anything as far as i can tell um, I guess the Warbound all gets taken into custody too, into custody too, and then everyone just kind of goes back to their business. Like, wow, that was a crazy thing, right? Uh, well, I guess you know we do it again. <laughs> At the very end of all this, though, we do see a surprise, kind of like you know, an after credit scene uh, where 
a figure comes rising out of what looks like primordial ooze, and it is the son of the Hulk, or Scar, which is what we're all really excited. Actually, I kind of re- want to read some of this Scar stuff and see what that's all about. Um, let's see. Let me see. It says here, a continuation of both Planet Hulk and World War Hulk began in May 2009. A special standalone prologue and Scar, son of the Hulk, and not- Son of Hulk number 11 saw the beginning of Planet Scar, an arc intended to bring Scar directly into the middle of the Marvel Universe. So without getting too much into that, I kind of want to see what that's about because I've really enjoyed these set of storylines. Not anything else that I've read, really, but these set of storylines I've found very interesting and I thought were written very well. And so I'm excited to see where they go from there. I think it's because, you know, Greg Pak is Hulk God. Like, he writes a damn good Hulk, which I enjoy. Um, So, yeah, that's really uh, what I've been doing. Man, I got to tell you, if you are looking for a Hulk storyline to read, uh, Planet Hulk and World War Hulk are great places to start. Especially if you are a fan of the MCU movies and you watch Thor Ragnarok, get that it will not be the same thing. Like, it's going to be different, but it's a very more in-depth telling of Hulk's time on Sakaar and actual consequences of it and falling out of it, which I found very fun and very interesting. And so that's why I think me not being a real Hulk reader, but having that knowledge of the movies... These two series were, I think, the best suited for me coming back into the comic books, which is really great and really fun, you know. And it's a fun little trip uh, exploring a little bit of uh, Hulk and some of his comic books. And I want more. Like, I want to find out more. I want to see what goes from here. I don't know where I want to pick up trying to read The Incredible Hulk, but I do want to try reading the Incredible Hulk main series to see where that takes me and how it goes. I'll probably just pick up from uh, World War Hulk and just move on from there, but we'll have to see. I know there's the Totally Awesome Hulk where uh, Amadeus Cho gets Hulk powers, so I kind of wanted to read some of that and see where that takes place because, you know, this is my first taste of Amadeus ever, even though I knew he existed and I knew he becomes a Hulk at some point. But this is like my first taste of it, and I'm kind of interested to see, like, what's his deal? Where, where does he come into all of this? And, like, because I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know anything about him other than he becomes a Hulk at one point, and now he's in this storyline. So he actually goes back further in the comics than I thought he did. And so I'm going to have to find out. Yeah, because, like, I think Totally Awesome Hulk happens in, like, 2014, or maybe later, I, I'd be lying to you if I told you exactly. I guess I could use this really smart computer thing in front of me to actually look it up. Totally. Uh, yep, there it is. Totally awesome Hulk because Google is listening to me. This was uh, Amadeus Cho, Earth 616. You are not Wikipedia, so you're not telling me when this was first... Um, Published, which is what I wanted to see. Amadeus Cho, also known as Braun, is a superhero appearing in the Marvel Comic Books, published by Marvel Comics, created by American writer Greg Pak and Canadian artist Takashi Miyazawa. And Takashi Miyazawa, 
fun story since we're just, you know, sidebar here. Um, these two, Greg Peck and Takashi, go on to create Mech Cadet U, which I am a huge fan of and, and I'm very passionate about. Um, here it is. Amadeus's first appearance was in Amazing Fantasy Volume 2, issue number 15, January 2005. So only two years before I, I read about him and um, World War Hulk. So he hadn't been around that much longer. I just, I happened to find one of the stories that, ooh, this is an interesting picture with Amadeus that I will not spoil for anyone in case this is a major story point. Anywho, yeah, that was a thing, and that was something I read. So hopefully you guys enjoyed all that, and moving on. Actually, there's not really much else to talk about, um... Really, that's kind of all I've been doing is reading those, reading some manga. One that I have been really big fan of here recently. Let me pull it up because I want to share this with you guys because it is adorable and it is cute. And it is everything. Oh, I got a bunch of new um, issues for a lot of other series. Is Are You Really Getting Married? question mark uh, um it's a slice of life manga because that's what i'm addicted to at the moment currently has 90 issues i do not know if it's completed but uh i am very close to the end of it it is a story where these two people who work for what looks like a travel agency um they both have very secluded lives where they like to be by themselves uh the the man he likes to take care of his cat, likes to be home with his cat, and just, you know, cat things. The woman, she loves maps and topography and collecting things while traveling. Like, that, that, and, like, what I mean by collecting things, I mean, like, rocks and maps. Like, that's her thing. What she thinks is really weird, I think, is cute and adorable. Um, as it turns out, their company is going to be starting a new branch in Russia in a very cold, isolated part of Russia, and they're looking for people to go. They're looking for volunteers, but if they don't get volunteers, they're going to mandatorily send people. And the rumor is most likely is going to be people who are single or have no ties and can be forced to travel or go to that agency. Which I feel like is something that you're not allowed, at least not in, a, in the United States, you are not allowed to do. Force people to move like that kind of distance uh, to work but you know one i don't even know if that's a thing in japan but for this uh, manga that is a thing and so the two come up with a scheme to uh fake a marriage to pretend to get married and hope in the hopes that they will be able to avoid being sent somewhere and have to leave the secluded lives that they have built in japan uh for Russia, which they don't want to do. Uh, but things are never going to be as easy as that because they have to deal with, oh shit, we can't let people find out, but someone is kind of on to them, but they can't figure out who, so they don't know who to trust in the office. But they're also dealing with their fake marriage potentially blossoming into something more than a lie, something more real than that. And that's where things get really adorable and cute for me and I'm really starting to love and it's getting super exciting for me and I'm just, because I am a slice of life pervert. <laughs> and I love these types of manga. But that's it for you guys. That's all I really honestly have to talk about. Uh, 
been playing Pokemon Violet, so that's something that's been going on. So head over to twitch.tv slash smalltownnerdcast. I believe I finally got it changed. If not that, it's uh, twitch.tv slash Bri-Fi podcast, but try them both. Should get you there. Uh, I'm working on a new YouTube video from some highlights of my first, uh, like first two hours of playing Pokemon Violet. So I'll give you a little taste of that. Uh, and I'm trying to stream everything up till we at least defeat one gym and one Titan and probably one star base because those are like the three main quests that you have to do in the game. So I figured, hey, I give you guys a taste of my journey to do at least one of all of those three things. We've already done the gym. That was the first thing. Now we're heading over to a Titan to see how that works out for me. So hopefully you guys enjoy all that. And you can, like I said, you can find that on twitch.tv. You can watch my past videos or any of the live streams that I do. I don't have a set time or a set schedule right now because my life is not a set time or a set schedule. So woe is me. But um, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you all enjoyed and we will talk to you guys next week. See you later, kids. No, that sounds stupid. <laughs> uh, what I, I thought I had something that I really liked. I thought there was a thing. I'm just kidding. Like, I should just keep with the old thing. Like, my old thing is the thing that comes to me naturally. Uh, we're called the Small Town Nerdcast because this is a small town and I am a nerd and this is the podcast. But, you know, I am still Bri-Fi. Like, people still call me Bri-Fi. My friends call me Bri-Fi. It's kind of been a nickname that's stuck ever since I started the Bri-Fi podcast. And it's so, it's even hard for me to, like, to myself to get out of the Bri-Fi mentality because, that, like, that's who I am. It wasn't a persona that I had created. It wasn't, like, this, like, thing that I made just for the podcast to be this person like i wasn't trying to be bri-fi for the podcast i was bri-fi like bri-fi is me doing the podcast like that's all it was like i'm the real person bri-fi is just me and so now that's how i'm going to sign out guys like i have made the decision here and now we're going to sign out the way i used to sign out because that's what i'm used to and it's probably why the intros, the old intro, because, that, you know, it just nothing ever changes. I'm probably in, at some point going to just change this back to the BriFi podcast because fuck everything that I've tried to build this way. Right. <laughs> I still have the well, I don't have the website anymore because I changed it. But I was like, I still have the business cards. <laughs> I guess I got to get some new ones because uh, I want to start going to conventions again. I want to start going out there into the world again. And so. We're going to have to build from the ground up, man, and see how that all works out. I want to have comic book reviews and interviews again. I want to find creators to bring onto the show like I used to and just people from all walks of life. Uh, and all, I mean by like all types of create, not just comic books, but any other thing that I find interesting and want to talk to people about. Because like I said, the small town Nerdcast is more than just comic books, but I really love comic books. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how the new year goes for me. But for now, we're going to ride this year out and see how it goes. And, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy that. So we will talk to you guys next week. Bri-Fi out.